It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. It's the Thursday, November 4th, 2020. Land at Noon brought to you today by Purposed Financial and Heritage Insurance. Working together to serve you better. Coming up today, we have a new mayor-elect in the city of Moose Jaw. Oh, it was close. Clive Tolley is our new mayor. It'll be official when all the votes are recounted at City Hall today. We expect the rubber stamp to come down tomorrow. Tolly, along with his wife, son, and daughter-in-law, arrived in council chambers when the results became final last night. He took questions from local media, and we'll share that with you today. The folks out at Morse will be watching CBC's Dragon Den tonight to see how things go for Colette and Jeff Heschel. They're looking to put their invention on the market. We'll share that story. The folks at Central Butte are hoping to see you and yours this weekend at the Central Butte Trade Fair in support of their new child care center. This is quite a story. Kayla Ham will join us with all the details. And Courtney Fielder, Tegan Whitco, and the team at Country 100 are getting set for the Pause for Pledges Radiothon tomorrow as we raise money for the local Humane Society and their goal to build a new facility. Details on the way today on the Heartland of News. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw. A Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermaine Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermaine Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Catherine Ludwig. It came down to the final polling station, but Clive Tolley has been elected the new mayor of Moose Jaw, tied with Sam Morrison with only the advanced polls left to count. Tolley finished with 1,290 votes to win the election. Tolley outlined his first order of business as mayor. I've said right, right throughout the campaign, I think that a revitalization of River Street's our number one agenda right now from a, um, a community redevelopment aspect. Um, so I want to meet with the people that own the land on, on River Street and, and find out what plans they have. Tully is expected to be sworn in during the next city council meeting on Monday. The Prairie South School Division unveiled its vaccination policy of staff members this week. Proof of vaccination will be required on or before December 22nd or a negative COVID-19 test must be presented on a weekly basis. Concerned parent Tony McKechnie felt the policy discriminates against the unvaccinated. Are we setting ourselves up for failure um, by not recognizing that fully vaccinated individuals can still be infectious and transmissible and potentially spread the disease. And with that being said, are we putting people in harm's way? Those who cannot be vaccinated due to medical reason can discuss the situation with a supervisor and the superintendent of human resources to determine accommodations. Three deaths in relation to COVID-19 were reported yesterday. There is also 173 new positive cases with 234 recoveries. Two of the new cases are in the south-central zone. Saskatoon has 51 and Regina has 24. The total number of active cases sits at 1,756. 222 people are being treated in hospital, 175 of those people are receiving inpatient care, and 51 people are in the ICU. 25 residents are in Ontario receiving out-of-province care. They are not included in yesterday's numbers. A Vancouver-based company that was secretly running a Bitcoin mining operation near Edmonton was forced to shut down. They had four shipping containers full of computer servers mining the cryptocurrency and were producing enough noise to disturb nearby residents. Sask Power spokesperson Scott McGregor says they haven't had any interest from companies about getting approval in Saskatchewan for a crypto mining operation yet. A company did want to come into Saskatchewan with a large-scale uh, cryptocurrency mining operation. They would uh, they apply for service the same as any large usage customer would, same as you know a steel mill or or any any sort of large industrial customer would. It would go through that regular process. McGregor added, "They don't know whether people will want to set up similar operations in the province in the future." The Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization at the University of Saskatchewan has received about six million dollars for the Coalition of Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. 
This is CEPI's first ever award to a Canadian university. The award is part of CEPI's $200 million program to advance the development of vaccines that provide broad protection against COVID-19 variants and other coronaviruses. CEPI has a $3.5 billion five-year plan, which aims to reduce or even eliminate the future risk of pandemics and epidemics. The Salvation Army is getting ready for their annual Kettle Campaign kickoff. Director of Community and Family Services and the pastor for the Salvation Army, Lester Ward. What happens is the monies and donations that's received through our uh, Christmas Kettle Campaign goes toward providing hampers for families in need during Christmas. Uh, It could be to assist with clothing. It could be Christmas presents, toys. On November 22nd at 10 a.m., kettles will be found all over Moose Jaw. Some locations include the Safeway, the Co-op, Walmart, and the Mall. Volunteers are needed. People can sign up by calling the front office of the Community and Family Services at 306-692-5899. SGI was recently recognized with a national award for its efforts to stop impaired drivers. Mad Canada has chosen SGI to receive its 2021 Citizen of Distinction Award. The award is presented annually to those that have made a major contribution to the anti-drinking and driving movement in Canada. Tyler McMurphy, manager of media relations for SGI, provides more details on the award. My understanding is to qualify for this award, uh, the individual or group or organization uh, should belong to one or more of the following categories, research, prevention and or education, legal issues and victims issues. McMurphy adds that while we are seeing fewer deaths and injuries as a result of impaired driving, the number is still not zero, which is the target. Time for today's Money Scope, brought to you by Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 25 points, the Dow Jones is down 80 points, the NASDAQ is up 101 points, and the Canadian dollar is down to 80.24 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Britain is the first country to grant a conditional authorization to drug maker Merck's coronavirus antiviral, the first pill shown to successfully treat COVID-19. The pill is licensed for adults 18 and older and who have tested positive for COVID-19 and have at least one risk factor for developing severe illness, such as obesity or heart disease. Thousands of Iranians have gathered on the streets of Tehran for the anniversary of the 1979 seizure of the U.S. Embassy. The embassy takeover triggered a 444-day hostage crisis, as well as a break in diplomatic relations that continues today. Tensions have flared in recent months after Iran's election of a hardline president, which stalled Tehran's negotiations with world powers to receive its 2015 nuclear deal. Canadian meat producer Maple Leaf Foods is reassessing its plant protein investments as it reports a third-quarter profit of $44.5 million. CEO Michael McCain says the company is seeing a slowdown in the category's performance, which may suggest systemic change in the extremely high growth rates expected by the industry. And Cleo Smith is back to her laughing, bubbly self as she plays in the backyard of her Australian West Coast family home after being abducted from a camping tent more than two weeks ago. A 36-year-old stranger was charged Thursday with her abduction. Police visited Cleo's family at home in Carnivarn as they prepared to gather crucial eyewitness evidence against the suspect, Terry Kelly, who was denied bail. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. The Regina Pats scored a 4-3 win over the Moose Jaw Warriors at the Brandt Center last night. Luke Bateman's first goal of the season proved to be the winner. He scored that one in the second period. Martin Rice-Savvy, Jagger Furkus, and Denton Matejchuk replied for the Warriors, who were outshot 45-36 last night. So the Pats improved to 5-7 and seven on the season. The Warriors now 4-7. and seven. Moose Jaw's next action tomorrow night in Lethbridge, and they'll play the Tigers in Medicine Hat on Saturday night. All the action will be on Country 100 with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo, this weekend. One other Western Hockey League game last night. Saskatoon Blades beat Swift Current 4-3 in a shootout. 
The U18 AAA Warriors have a big game in Regina tonight, taking on the first-place Pac Canadians. The Pat Seas have 12 wins and one overtime loss in 13 games, while Moose Jaw is a respectable 7-3 and after 10 games. In the NHL, Edmonton beat Nashville 5-2. That win puts Edmonton back into sole possession of first place in the Pacific Division, two points up on the Calgary Flames. The Flames are in action hosting Dallas Stars in one of nine NHL games tonight. NFL Thursday Night Football has the New York Jets and Indianapolis Colts going at it. Oh, boy. And local high school gymnasiums will be alive tonight as the Senior Boys High School Volleyball Semifinals are on. Cornerstone will play host to Peacock. Vanier's at Central. Both games at 8. The quarterfinals played on Tuesday. Vanier beat Briarcrest in three sets and Peacock down Riverview in three sets. The Senior Girls Semifinals also tonight at 6.20 with Vanier at Peacock and Briarcrest at Central. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. What a lovely day. Remember, it's November, right? November the 4th, and it's 14 degrees in Moose Jaw right now. Sunny with a high of 16 today. Tonight, partly cloudy. It gets windy. West at 30, gusting to 50 around midnight. Overnight, Loma plus 6. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies. Windy, west 30, gusting to 50, high 15. Saturday, sunny, 10. Sunday, sunny, high 6. Monday, sunny with a high of plus 4. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, 10. Normal high for this time of year is 4. Normal low, minus 7. Record high, 22, set in 1975. The record low, minus 23 in 1973. Sun up today, and it was a beauty at 7.58. Sun down tonight at 5.33. This hour, Moose Jaw, sunny, 14 degrees. Regina, 5. Assiniboia Gravelberg, 11. Rockland Coronac, 8. Swift Current, 10. Elbow, 7. Davidson Watrous, 4. Once again, Assiniboia, 11. Regina, 5. And with the winds southwest at 9 and the relative humidity at 53%, it's 14 degrees in Moose Jaw. Timeout time. We'll be back with the road report and the Paul Martin commentary. And in minutes, we'll hear from the new mayor elect of Moose Jaw, Clive Tolley. It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Attention to cattle producers, Manicota Stock and Gray Company, this Friday, November 5th. Angus cattle sale at 12 noon. Last week, Angus cattle sale back about six cents. Still a good market. 400 with eight steers sold for 233. 550 weight steers for 210. 650 weights for $2. Our sales are broadcast on dvauction.com. Updates on our Facebook page. For this week's sale, we have 3,300 coming to town. Thanks for making us your market of choice again this fall. Angus Kells sale Friday at noon. Call 306-478-2229. In a recent year, there are about 77,000 wholly attributable alcohol hospitalizations in Canada. 77,000 people in one year in hospitals because of alcohol and no other reason. Alcohol use is legal, socially acceptable, and most often enjoyable. It's up to you to keep it that way. Where, when, and how much you drink is your responsibility. Please drink responsibly, and don't ever drink and drive. This message has been brought to you by 800-CHAB. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report on The Heartland at Noon from Maya Dixon's Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. Full store of fall and winter fashions for sizes small to 2XL at Maya Dixon's Clothing Boutique, Town and Country Mall. Just in from the city of Moose Jaw this morning. Gray Street, 900 blocks, sewer and water relay work there. Careful. Iroquois West between 3rd and 4th Southwest, sewer and water relay there as well. Construction continues on 7th Northwest. The intersection is 7th and Oxford still closed. Carlton and 10th still closed. Cast iron water memory placement continues there. Sewer and water relay work over on South Hill. 1000 block of Cotto West. And a water main break on the 400 block at Duffield West. And careful on Saskatchewan Street West, right by 6th Avenue, right in front of Sass Polytech. Excavating work continues there. 
Now, today's Paul Martin Commentary. ESG. It stands for Environment, Social, and Governance, and it occupies a lot of headspace for senior corporate leaders. But this week, we're seeing a distinct divergence in the way the Western world sees this acronym, and stress on the Canadian fabric is becoming increasingly evident. Our Prime Minister's announcement in Scotland that Canada would immediately place caps on emissions from fossil fuel industry was the second wedge. The first was his decision to skip National Reconciliation Day. So here's the difference between Europe and Western Canada. For Europeans, ESG is all about the E, environment, climate change. For Saskatchewan, though, an energy producer, the S, or social, is the top of the list as we try to bridge the economic gap between the mainstream economy and our First Nations communities. But because Europe does not have these, they in fact were the colonialists, that part of ESG is simply not on their radar. On that side of the Atlantic Ocean, our Prime Minister announced he has sided with Europe on these important issues. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade boring for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. We've hidden a microphone somewhere in Moose Jaw, and we want you to find it. It's Hidden Mike. It's time to check in again with our hidden microphone. We've hidden a microphone somewhere in Moose Jaw. The first person to help us find exactly where that microphone is hidden will win an amazing prize pack, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Tire. Let's check in and see what our hidden microphone is picking up now. There you go, the latest from our hidden mic. You can get bonus clues, by the way, for the hidden mic contest by going online to discovermoosejaw.com. And there's only one way to have a chance to uh, guess where this microphone is hidden, and that's to get registered with our hidden microphone page online at discovermoosejaw.com. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. There's also photographic clues on discovermoosejaw.com. Okay, so you hear that. You hear the audio clues on the radio, and then there's uh, other clues on Discover Moose Jaw, the hidden mic contest for Canadian Tire on 800 CHAB. Check it out. It's a lot of fun so far, and we've given out a whole bunch of $20 gift certificates to Devo's Car Wash this week. Uh, and tomorrow, our instant prize, a haircut at uh, Iron Style House, $15 gift card. So nobody goes away a loser. Everybody's a winner on 800 CHAB. Clive Tolley's a winner. He uh, was elected mayor of Moose Jaw by 41 votes last night. He's the mayor-elect. It's not official yet. The votes will be recounted today and made official tomorrow, from what I understand. He's a former city councillor, a professional mediator, an arbitrator, and now adding the title of mayor of Moose Jaw to his resume. Clive Tolley, unofficially elected as the mayor of Moose Jaw in a by-election last night. Barring a challenge, the results should be certified by tomorrow morning, as I indicated. It was a tight race all the way through last night. Sam Morrison took an early lead after the first polling station reported. But as the night went on, more and more votes were swinging Tolly's way. After four polling stations were reporting, Tolly and Morrison were tied at 774 votes each, followed by Crystal Froze with 761. That's tight. The final poll which was the advance poll votes, put Tully on top with 1,290 votes, or 21.5% of the vote. Froze second with 1,249 votes, and Morrison third with 1,227 votes. Mayor-elect Tully taking questions from local media following the final results coming in at Moose Jaw City Hall last night. Um, do you want to just start with, uh, I guess, your thoughts when you saw the results? I was uh, anxious as I watched the results come in. Uh, there was any one of five people could have won this election uh, poll by poll. I feel very, very fortunate to have won. Um, there's some good people that ran in this contest against me, and uh, I feel very fortunate to have beaten them and, and been elected mayor of Moose Jaw because it's something I, I wanted to do. I love my city and I'm passionate about it, but uh, I'm very humbled and thankful that um, there was good candidates and I was the one that came out on top. Ended up being very close as well. Uh, do you have any comment on that? Well, um, I, am I correct that Sam Morrison and I were only a, 
a few votes apart. Um, Sam is a really nice person who is a good friend of mine, and um, I did uh, business at his garage, which is only a couple blocks from City Hall here. Um, and so, yeah, again, I'm fortunate to have, have won, and um, because uh, obviously the people want uh, something from Sam in terms of he came forward, I, I'm hoping that we can utilize Sam and some of his skills on some of our committees and some of the work being done at City Hall. Um, so that we make use of, of somebody like that who's who's uh, come into the election and almost almost won the, the position. Being a professional mediator by trade, how do you feel about the benefit? Well, I'm a problem solver. Um, there's lots of problems in civic politics. There's lots of problems here at the city of Moose Jaw. And um, over the course of this campaign, I've received many phone calls and texts and emails, people asking me questions. and. I'm going to bring my professional um, skills to bear on, on the issues that face the city of Moose Jaw. Um, you mentioned I'm a professional. Yeah, I'm a chartered mediator and also a char chartered arbitrator. So in mediation, you try and uh, help the people make a decision, but the decision is up to them. And then in arbitration, of course, uh, the arbitrator makes a decision or a panel of arbitrators make the decision. So I think both of those skills will be, be useful. Um, lots of times we want to... Uh, listen to the people and, and, and hear their decision and other times there'll be tough decisions for us to make. So I think in both scenarios my professional training and experience will, will become helpful. During the 2020 mayoral election, the municipal election, 5,900 people voted. Yes. And we chopped it up maybe to bad weather. During this election, unofficial results showed 5,999, so similar to last time. Yeah. I guess, what do you think about only, you know, 22 percent of the electorate turning out to vote. I've got mixed feelings. I want to thank those people that did turn out to vote, um, and then I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't get a better turnout. Um, this is our city. Uh, the decisions we make in, in City Hall are very important, and I'd like to see more people get involved. Throughout the campaign, I left many uh, places where I spoke to people and said, get out and vote. If you're not going to commit to me, at least get out and vote and express uh, your opinion and have a have a role to play in the in the process. So I'm hoping to engage as many people as possible during the time that I'm mayor and hopefully get people re-engaged in the community and, and feel that they have a say and perhaps in the next election we can bring more people to the poll. Yeah, you got a follow-up? Uh, no, maybe later. Okay. Well, the first order of business is to uh, make sure I have a good chair and um, and uh, that uh, I have a telephone headset because I'll be listening a lot and I won't be wanting to hold the phone like this. Um, and then I'm going to start to listen. I'm going to listen to the administration about what's current, what the current issues are and what we need to work on immediately. Um, I've said right, right throughout the campaign, I think that the revitalization of River Street is our number one agenda right now from a, um, a community redevelopment aspect. Um, so I want to meet with the people that own the land on, on River Street and, and find out what plans they have. Um, I was fortunate this week to go out on a tour of the, the new um, McConnell um, power plant um, south of, south of Moose Jaw SAS power development that is um, a huge project for the city of Moose Jaw and it's at the center of our in, industrial park there uh, meaning we have now natural gas power water and sewer all on that site so we'll be looking at opportunities to develop more industry for Moose Jaw as a result of the project that's going there, there now. Oh. Um, I guess you look back for 32 years, did you ever see yourself as councillor? I'd be back then, what would you call Alder McCauley, right? Yes, yes. Did you I ever see yourself as mayor back then? Well, I did, and um, I didn't realize it would be this much uh, down the road, so to speak, but um, I'm finding that... Um, my passion for the community didn't diminish. It's increased, if anything. And a lot of people have come up to me and said, we need you, we want you to be part of this. Uh, we, we think we need your leadership. So uh, I let my name stand, I've been elected, and I'm gonna do my best to, uh, 
to see this uh, through. I want to restore the, the faith that people have in the City Hall and try and respond to their needs. And uh, as a leader of this group, I'm hoping that we can accomplish as much as possible during these next three years. Um, another question followed up. Your mother, Marion, was uh, a very good woman, and she said recently passed away. She was a counselor, let's say, alderman back at the same day as you. What do you yeah. think she's thinking today? I think she'd be very proud of me. Um, she supported my um, campaign when I was running for alderman. She gave me a financial contribution, and she, of course, got all the, the, the ladies that she knew out to uh, vote for me. Um, she was a social democrat community activist of the nth degree, and um, I'm proud to um, follow in her footsteps. Yeah, well, are you along that same line? Because you knew Mary, she talked the talk, she walked the walk. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a social democrat like my mom. Um, um, we used to argue politics all the time at the kitchen table, her and my dad and I, but um, um, she led by example. She, she, she believed certain things and she lived that way and I believe certain things and I plan to live that way as well. That's Clive Tolley, our mayor-elect here in Moose Jaw. Elected in the by-election for a new mayor last night. Of course, Fraser Tomey left that job vacant when he took the Conservative Party nomination and won a seat in Ottawa in the federal election. More from last night's scrum at Moose Jaw City Hall coming up. Stick around. It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. In a world where yield robbers like Clubroot and Blackleg lurk in the soil, one canola hybrid has the stem to take a stand. CS3000TF, a high-yielding TrueFlex canola hybrid from Canterra Seeds. Featuring second-generation Clubroot and multigenic Blackleg resistance with the flexible rate and timing of TrueFlex canola with Roundup-ready technology. Visit Canterra.com to order CS3000TF from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. Golden West is proud to be part of the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon, November 9th and 10th, presented by CIBC Wood Gundy. This year, your donations will enhance provincial pediatric trauma care, improve epilepsy services, and increase capacity in the NICU. Make your donation now at pattisonchildrens.ca. Then listen on November 9th and 10th. All donations will be matched up to $150,000 by Gordon Barbroda, the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon, proudly supported by Golden West. The ninth annual Pause for Pledges Radiothon is November 5th on our sister station, Country 100. We rely on your support to help the Moose Jaw Humane Society care for the animals who call the shelter home until they're adopted. The amount of medical care each animal needs varies, and with over 1,000 animals each year, the costs add up quickly. Your donation will give the gift of time to many animals, and every donation helps save the life of an animal in the shelter. Please help us reach our $85,000 goal by donating to the Pause for Pledges Radiothon. Radiothon. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. More now from last night's uh, media scrum after uh, Clive Tolley was uh, declared the uh, mayor elect of Moose Jaw and met with media in council chambers following the evening. Uh, Go ahead, Robert. When you look back when you were council and council before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest. Uh, comments made about what was it like going to council on Monday night. You had councillor, I guess, Alderman Murshaw at that time said it's like the Viper Pit. Mm-hmm. Going to the Viper Pit every Monday night. Yeah. Now, it's changed a lot with council yeah. And how are you going to prevent us from going back to that old time? Well, I, uh, my observations of the council now is that they're a strong group working together. And um, I'm coming in as a leader, so I get to, I'll have to get to know these uh, councillors on a personal basis, um, form a relationship with them, um, see where their heads are at on certain issues. Um, as, as you know, um, the mayor's one vote of seven, um, but the, the mayor has some influence in terms of leading. But the first thing I need to do is listen to the other councillors and find out... Uh, you know what their issues are, what, what's important to them, and and try and find, form some consensus about what direction we should be going, and then try and lead in that direction. When you plan on moving into your new office? Well, I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to uh, City Manager Jim Pufolt and uh, and see uh, when that should happen. Um, I think this is a bit unique, and that it's a by-election, and typically the. 
uh, in, a, in a regular election for a mayor and council, there's kind of a schedule attached to that uh, in terms of when you move in. So uh, I'll probably come and visit tomorrow and see what's what's happening here and uh, and uh, see what the plans are that uh, the administration has made for my move in. I think hometown passion, leadership in action. Um, I've got a lot of experience and, and knowledge about um, our community. And, um, you know, I mentioned uh, during the, the, the news clips that I watched on television from uh, both CTV and, and Global mentioned that several of the other candidates were born and raised here. Well, I was also born and raised here, served on council, and an advocate for the growth of our city and the growth related to taking advantage of our history and, and um, drawing tourism to Moose Jaw. So I think people see that I'm the right person for the job in, in doing that. And I think they're very uh, interested to see that River Street, River Street be revitalized and redeveloped. It's something that most of us in Moose Jaw have always been proud of is that we were a tourist destination with a real nice area on River Street. So I think that my coming forward and saying that that's my number one priority, I think that may have helped. There's a council meeting Monday night kind of thing. Uh, it's probably quite sudden, but we think about having to quickly learn as much as you can for that meeting. Well, I, I attended many council meetings as a councillor, and I've attended many uh, as a person, an interested citizen making presentations. I was just in council chambers this past June making a presentation to council. So it's not something I'm, I'm uh, afraid of or worried about. Um, I'm familiar with the process, I'm comfortable in the chair, and um, I, I also run a, an awful lot of meetings as a mediator and arbitrator, so this is not something uh, new or different for me. With your business, um, you are with your business, you do. Mm -hmm. I guess is it going to continue, or how do you? Well, you kind of have clients, don't you have clients that part way through some of this? Yeah, I have. Um, I've got a few files that I'm working in the midst of working with in terms of mediations and arbitrations, which I'll have a, a professional uh, responsibility to finish off. But I won't be taking on any new clients. And um, if I do any mediation arbitration, I will do most of it here at City Hall as part of my role as, as mayor. And you sat on the committee was with dealing with the tax. Uh, Call. The border revision. Yeah. How is that going to play into effect? I've been sat on that for a number of years. And to you as being the mayor mm -hmm. and seeing how these taxes really can affect some businesses and local people around here. A big part of um, the business community has come forward and spoken to me about the issue of in, in the reassessment and the increase in their assessment, therefore the increase in their taxes. I have experience on the border revision. I understand uh, a bit more about assessment than than your uh, layperson would, um, but I'm going to leave it up to the uh, our assessment uh, contractor, SAMA, and the border revision to deal with those issues. But I I know enough about it that I can listen uh, intelligently to our business community and work with them to see if we can come up with uh, better ways to do things in the future. Would it just be business, or you're also talking? residential people too because you know yeah. like we have some poor people in this city that let's face it it's a hard time they, they like moose job because it's a nice place they've been here mm -hmm. their whole lives but you know let's face it they're scraping by with pensions and that's everywhere but yeah looking at those people as well yeah no i'm not just a supporter of the business community but uh, i would suggest that um in this last reassessment those were the people that were hardest hit and that, that are the most vocal currently um, so no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the mayor representing all citizens of Moose Jaw, all homeowners, and uh, and I'll do my best to listen to the concerns of, of all those people. Thank you, uh, uh, folks, for for waiting for me. Uh, I was uh, anxiously waiting at home for the results, and uh, it was so close that I didn't want to. Uh, drive down here and have the results kind of while I was in the vehicle so uh, I appreciate that and I'm looking forward to working with all of you over the next three years 
and um, hopefully we'll have good, good communication and good relationship. Clive Tolley, the mayor-elect, City of Moose Jaw. And in fact, I see on social media he did stop into City Hall this morning and take a seat at his new desk in the mayor's office. No word yet on if he likes the chair or not. <laughs> he didn't read from any notes. He answered all the questions. At the media scrum last night, following the results coming in from our mayoral by-election in Moose Jaw yesterday. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. What's next here? Um, oh, we're going to go to Central Butte. We'll visit with Kayla Ham, getting ready for a big weekend. Heartland at noon, 800 CHAB. The wait is over. Curling's back. See every takeout, every pressure pack draw to the button. Every one of your favorite teams Saskatchewan's own team, Dunstone, Holman, Cooey, Jones, Gushu, Einerson, Botcher, and more, all battling to represent Canada in 2022. Catch all the action at the Tim Hortons Curling Trials, November 20th to 28th at Saskatoon Center in Saskatoon. Sponsored by AGI. Hurry hard to curling.ca and get your tickets now. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Hi, this is Gil from the Army and Navy Air Force Veterans Club. We are hosting our third annual 50-50 fundraiser. You can win up to $5,000 and only 1,000 tickets will be sold. Tickets are only $10 each and can be purchased from any of our members. Draw date December 11th at 5.30 p.m. You must be 18 years or older to purchase tickets and the winner will be notified by phone. For more information, call 306-692-4412. Lottery license RR. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Ottawa Real Estate. Providing honest service for all your real estate and insurance needs. Locally owned since 1910. Minute Muffler Break and Wheel. For complete automotive service and maintenance, call or book online at mjminute.ca, corner of High Street and 2nd Avenue Northwest. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Central Butte Child Care Incorporated presenting their Fall Trade Fair, the Fall into Christmas Trade Fair. Coming up this weekend, every $2 admission will be matched by the Moose Jaw Funeral Home as a donation to the Central Butte Child Care Incorporated. And it's coming up this Sunday, November 7th from 11 till 3 at the Central Butte School. And joining us to tell us more is the organizer. Well, maybe one of the organizers, Kayla Hamm. Uh, yeah, the main organizer, I guess, I could take credit for, but it takes a team to make things happen. Yeah, way to go. First yep. of all, tell Central us about Butte. Central Butte Child Care Incorporated, Kayla. Our organization was founded just this past February, and we are working to bring a licensed child care center to Central Butte to serve Central Butte and the surrounding communities. This is something that our community has long waited for, so it's a long time coming, and we've been working hard since February, and this is um, one of our first public events for for sponsoring the, the trade fair. Awesome. When you say surrounding communities, what communities would be included? Uh, we'll have Riverhurst, Chaplin, Tagaski, uh, Eyebrow, maybe as far as Elbow. There's actually the closest child care center, licensed child care center to Central Butte is Moose Jaw. So we have a ton of kids running around who need child care and um, during the day so that parents can go to work. And right now, mostly families are relying on their family and friends to help them because there's really no day homes or child care center available. Wow. Okay. So what's the goal? You need to raise money and and start a new place? Yeah. Actually, we have purchased a building in Central Butte, and we are renovating that building and adding an addition to it. And um, yeah, it's a big project. It's about our goal is $450,000 to be raised. Our goal is to open the child care center um, September. Like We'll have it ready for school to start next year. So we have um, big plans coming up in this next year that we have to hit some big goals. Fundraising already underway, I'm assuming. 
Yes, we have been campaigning mostly to uh, businesses at this point. So we're just, like I said, this is the first public event to really um, open it up to the public to attend. And um, we are so thankful for Mooshaw Funeral Home to be uh, partnering with us and matching every $2 admission. So that's really important to us because all those funds being raised are going to go to funding the child care center. Is Central Butte a growing community these days? Definitely it is. Uh, five years ago, we were at uh, 92 students enrolled in our school, and this year we started school with 150, and next year we're projected for 160 students to be enrolled in school. Wow, what's going on? People are moving back to the community. Lots of uh, farms are growing, so kids are coming back, taking over the farm. Um, there's jobs available, and that's what we also want to want to address with our child care center as well, is that we'll be providing jobs as well as people can actually go to their job because they have a place to send their children now. Well, this is a real good news story. Yeah, yeah. I, we hope to really generate some good revenue coming in from uh, attendees to our event, and then it's going to be matched, which is, which is even better, and then um, really get our, our name out there. We just took possession of our building last, uh, the middle of October, and we should be breaking ground um, by next week, we hope. Wow, really, really cool. Now, I'm assuming you've got all your vendors in place now for the big show this weekend. Yeah, we have 40 vendors. There's everything from skincare products, cleaning supplies, candies, candles, jewelry, baking. You'll definitely get your Christmas shopping started and maybe even finished at this event. We'll have all the basics that you're used to, your Tupperware, Norwex, Pampered Chef. Uh, stamping up, those sort of things. But we also have a lot of handcrafted individuals coming this year. We've got white lotus candles. We have shades of jade jewelry, one-of-a-kind cutting board. Um, yeah, just everything from home crafts and individuals who are, are very crafty and sharing their talents with us. There's jewelry making with Mary Clay Company. Uh, we have baking, which, I mean, I am going to that table probably first to get the best pick out of that. We also have a couple of boutiques in the area that are coming, so we're really excited to have that. Um, yeah, it's it's shaping up to be a great event. We have lots of new vendors this year that haven't been to the event before, so come and support them so that they want to come back each year. I'm really excited to have over 40 vendors this year. It's um, We weren't able to do the trade show, show last year just with COVID and the guidelines, but um, really excited to get back into it and have a great turnout of vendors, so we want to have lots of attendees as well. And uh, COVID guidelines, I'm assuming you uh, want people masked up? Yes, we definitely have to be masked. And actually, we do need to have proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests for the event, for the vendors as well as the participants. All right. That's probably a real good move. It's the Fall into Christmas Trade Fair in support of Central Butte Child Care uh, coming up this Sunday. And it happens quickly. It's 11 till 3 at the Central Butte School. And uh, what a great idea for a day trip. And lunch is available too, I see. Yes, the seniors are putting on the lunch, so you know it's going to be a good lunch. The I think they're having chili and homemade bun. Lovely. Kayla Ham putting it all together. Uh, it's, uh, it's a big event. It's this coming Sunday in Central Butte, just a short drive to the west for Moose Jaw, of course. Uh, Sunday, November the 7th, this Sunday, 11 till 3 at the Central Butte School. Anything else we need to add here, Kayla? Yeah, if this is a project that you want to support with our daycare center, uh, you can definitely get in touch with us at centralbuttecci at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you and see how we can work together to make our project really come to life. Awesome. Well, wish you all the best this Sunday. Great. Thanks so much, Rob. And we'll stay in touch as, uh, as you make progress in your fundraising goals as well. Definitely. That's great news. A growing community, Central Butte. They'd love to see you Sunday. Great idea for a day trip. We'll take a break, come back, tell you all about the Pause for Pledges Radiothon on Country 100 Radio tomorrow. Heartland at noon, CHAB. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800 CHAB. 
Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell is a child of the Canadian prairies. Born in Fort McLeod, Alberta in 1943 to a mother who was a teacher and a father with a career in the military, Joni spent her early years traveling between various Air Force bases in Western Canada. After her father left the service, the family made their home in Saskatchewan communities of Maidstone and North Battleford before moving to Saskatoon, where Joni attended high school. Saskatoon is also where she started performing in clubs, showing off the clear genius of her musical abilities. Joni Mitchell has won an incredible nine Grammy Awards, is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and has been described by Rolling Stone as one of the greatest songwriters of all time, who has given us some of the greatest hits of all time. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by Culligan Water and Moose Jaw. Better water, pure and simple. KCS Marketing, a division of Kathy's Custom Stitchery. Putting your name on almost anything since 1989. KCSMarketing.ca. Thanks for supporting local. Dignity Bath. Safety. Comfort. Dignity. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products at prairieheartmobility.com. Mainly sunny this afternoon, a high of 16. Partly cloudy tonight, winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour near midnight, a low of 6. Tomorrow clearing in the morning, winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 15. Saturday sunny, a high of 10. Sunday sunny, a high of 6. And Monday sunny and a high of plus 4. The Moose Jaw and District Chamber of Commerce has run out of COVID-19 rapid test kits. The Chamber is expecting to receive more kits soon. You can check Discover Moose Jaw or the Chamber of Commerce Facebook page for updates. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Country 100's Pause for Pledges Radiothon is on the air on our sister station tomorrow. We've got the details today. It's Courtney Fielder, and tomorrow is the big day. Our ninth annual Pause for Pledges Radiothon, all in support of the Moose Jaw Humane Society. And joining us here from the Moose Jaw Humane Society is our good friend, Dana Hawkins. Can you believe it, Dana? Tomorrow is the big day already. One more sleep. I can't believe how fast this countdown has come up with. I know. I swear to God, it goes faster every year. It really does. But I think that's because we have such a great time as we broadcast live from the Moose Jaw Humane Society for 12 hours from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. A big goal this year, $85,000. And I know a lot of things that uh, the money goes towards is like the day-to-day cost for the Moose Jaw Humane Society, uh, for the animals that call the Moose Jaw Humane Society home until they find their forever home and everything as well. And another big thing is the building, right? The new building. It is. We're pretty excited. We are actually um, have secured an architect to do uh, rendering for the layout of the new shelter, and we will be starting that capital campaign in the new year. That is so exciting. Can you believe that that's coming up now? I can't. It's, it's very exciting and very stressful all at the same time. Definitely. It's been a dream for so long that to be able to see it as a reality now is probably just going to make you guys so ecstatic to have this new facility for the animals. It really is. And it isn't just, you know, the staff that are currently working at the shelter that earned this new building. It's everybody who has worked at the shelter in the past 15 years that have contributed to us being able to do this. No, definitely. That's for sure. So cannot wait to hear more news about that. Probably tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about the new building and everything as well. And I know another big thing tomorrow is talking all about the animals from the success stories to possibly even some adoptions, which adoptions can happen tomorrow, right? They can. You just have to submit your application online through our website, and then we give you a call, and we're hoping to get a lot of adoptions booked for tomorrow. We already have a few booked for tomorrow, so we're pretty excited that um, you get a chance to see what it's like when a pet finds their forever home. So what is the uh, animal update that you guys have there? Do you guys still have, like, a lot of cats and everything? We do still have a lot of cats. The staff have done a wonderful job over the past, you know, six weeks. We've gotten... A ton of cats' homes. Probably 70 cats have found homes, so they're doing a great job there. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I cannot wait to hear more of those stories from the staff and, of course, too, talking all things about Positive Pledges Radiothon tomorrow. Dana, is there anything else you'd like to add? 
just to please come on down. If we can get as many people out as we had last year, we should be able to meet that goal. So come down to the shelter anytime between 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. You can donate online. You can give us a call at 972-PET. Or you can e-transfer to outreach at mjhf.ca. Lots of different ways to come and donate, and it's going to be a great time again coming up tomorrow. Cannot believe it. Our ninth annual Positive Pledges Radiothon. It's going to be here, and it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait to be hanging out with you guys and the staff at the Moose Jaw Humane Society, Dana. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning, Courtney. Dana Hawkins, Courtney Fielder, Moose Jaw Humane Society. Big Pause for Pledges Radiothon on Country 100 Radio tomorrow. Uh, we've got time for one more piece here. couple from Morse to be featured on Dragon's Den. You may have seen this story on discovermoosejaw.com. Our Haley Shirky has more. A couple from Morse, Saskatchewan. Colette and Jeff Heschel will make their debut on Dragon's Den on November 4th. I talked to them about their invention and what the experience was like on the TV show. Tell me about the leveler. How did the idea come in, and how did you create the prototype? So in 2009, we built, or 2008, we built a new house here in Morris. And in about 2012, I went to build my deck on it. And a lot of the decks around here, well, actually a lot all over, are built above grade. We've got a very high water table. It's very gumbo, very saline soil. So I knew I wanted to build an above-ground deck. And so I went out to buy a product uh, to level my deck, to to put the footing in. And there wasn't anything out there that I really liked. Everything that I saw uh, seemed really cheap-looking or flimsy. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. So I just went down to the shop. Uh, We uh, own and operate an oil field service company, We've got a fairly large shop in Morse here. So I just went down to the shop and looked around and gathered a few things together and built my own. So I put that on our deck. And then from that is where there was uh, different comments along the next few years saying, where did you get those things? And, and uh, boy, I'd buy some of those if, if I could find something like that. So that's how the idea was born. Wow, so just supply and demand, I guess you needed it, so you built it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. Has the leveler changed at all? It has a little bit. Uh, I mean, when I first built the first ones, and then once I seen that uh, there was going to be some interest in it, or once I thought there was going to be interest, what I did do then is I did a patent search, and the patent search came back clean, and then the next... Uh, step I took is I filed for a patent in Canada and in the U.S. And once I got my patent, uh, and while I was doing that process, I um, I filled out a non I, I got a non disclosure agreement, and I went to a local um, uh, building retailer in Moose Jaw actually, and I had a meeting with them, and I said to them, "Okay, here's a product that I'm thinking of bringing to market." do you guys think you could sell this thing? And they said, well, we think we could sell the heck out of that thing. So that was, so then we built the first 4,000 here uh, in my shop because we wanted to prove the concept. And over that period, uh, there was uh, not too many changes, uh, but once after the first 4,000, I secured a manufacturer in uh, Manitoba, in Oakville, Manitoba. And from then on, it changed a little bit. They started welding it with a robot, whereas that we were doing it all by hand. So it was more of a spot weld than, than a, a hand weld, a precision spot weld. And then there's uh, levels of attachments. Uh, there's holes in the top and bottom to put screws through. We ended up um, making those holes a little bit bigger to accommodate some of the newer types of screws and fasteners uh, that are on the market. And, um, and then we also developed a base plate for it as well. So it could be fastened down on the top or on the bottom and still be able to be adjustable. So it was an additional piece 
that was available to the customers if they needed it. Wow, that sounds really cool. You guys are very creative. <laughs> well, Jeff is. <laughs> <laughs> and so going back to Dragon's Den, just tell me a little bit about the experience. I haven't really watched Dragon's Den too much before, so how did that whole thing come into play? Well, it was a great experience. Um, so we met at uh, the CBC building in Toronto, so we had to fly to Toronto. And, of course, it was in the midst of the pandemic. They were in a complete lockdown in Toronto. So that was a little bit of the unfortunate part because then we weren't able to do a lot of exploring. But on the flip side, we we got to um, walk around the, the boardwalk a lot. <laughs> but uh, anyways, the experience itself in the Dragon's Den was, it was surreal. It, you know, because we have watched the show for a lot of years. Um, so for us, it was a really surreal experience being there in front of the dragons. And it was all done. It was went really smooth. Um, they were very um, informative for us. They were very careful because of the pandemic. So there was, we were really limited on the amount of people that were in the, like we had our own little green room um, and so we didn't have to wait too long before we were actually on stage um, because they were very conscious of the number of people that they had up in the, on the 10th floor in CBC. Yeah, I would have to agree. It was a, a surreal experience. Uh, and for us, uh, I mean, the way the show goes is at the very beginning of the show, you have to do a, a when you first walk out on stage in front of the dragon, you have to do a one-minute elevator pitch. Uh, so we were leading up to the show just nervous uh, for ourselves that that would go well. We wanted to make it go smooth and fluent um, because that's your first impression on the dragon. And so I, I played in a band for 13 years, so we had, uh, I'd written a little jingle to start out with. So, so when we walked out on stage, I sang a little jingle, and then we went into our elevator pitch, and... And then the, the dragons were very receptive. So I, I tell people that for us, we were nervous, but it was kind of like playing uh, a sport, like you ever played baseball or hockey. You're nervous to get out there, but it seems once we got out there in front of the dragon, then it was just, okay, we've got a job to do, and, and we went about it, and, and it went really well. Call Ed and Jeff from More Saskatchewan on CBC's The Dragon's Den tonight. Of course, they can't tell you exactly what went down because that, you know, would ruin the show for everybody. So uh, watch for them tonight on Dragon's Den on CBC. We wish them luck. Uh, an update to uh, a story we'd been seeing on social media and people wondering what had happened. It took us some time to dig it up, but a cyclist was seriously injured in a collision last night in Moose Jaw. Uh, it was with a pickup truck. Emergency crews attended the scene at 9th Southwest and Cotto West. The driver of the pickup truck not injured, but the rider of the bicycle transported by STARS to Regina General Hospital with serious life-threatening injuries. That's about all we know right now, but we do have that story up on discovermoosejaw.com. The Daily Commentary, little story I have to share with you, uh, all about uh, the mayoral by-election yesterday. Please stay with me. Carney's Comments is next. The Rough Rider and Children's Hospital Foundation's lottery is over 80% sold with three incredible grand prizes, including your best chance to win $1 million. It's no wonder tickets are selling fast. There's over a 1,000 prizes to be won, including cash, cars, trucks, and rider prizes. Your support makes a difference to kids across the entire province. Visit rideschildrenslottery.ca to get your tickets today. Final draws November 30th, 2021. Lottery license LR210045. Please play responsibly. Rotate your canola's traits, not your seed company. CS4000LL from Cantera Seeds is a high-yielding Liberty Link canola hybrid featuring club root and black leg resistance with excellent straight-cut performance. CS4000LL joins Cantera Seeds' full lineup of herbicide-tolerant and disease-resistant canola hybrids to give you the options you want with the performance you need. One seed company for your full rotation. Visit Cantera.com to order CS4000LL from your preferred retailer today. Whether it's a scrimmage with friends, the game-winning goal, or a personal best, sports, activity, exercise, it feels great. But sometimes we overdo it. 
and need help to get back in the game, back on the ice, and back to active. The Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest has the supports and bracing you need to do just that. For home health and active living solutions, see the Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest, corner of Main and Thatcher. The Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at the Moose Jaw and District Chamber of Commerce. Hi, I'm Rob Clark. Every $100 spent locally creates an additional $36 that goes back into our community. Please shop local. We have a new mayor-elect in the city of Moose Jaw. Lifelong resident Clive Tolley won the by-election last night. It may not have been fair to share this story pre-by-election, but it's okay today. This past weekend, a friend of mine voted at the advance poll at City Hall. She and her husband had their youngest child with them. She was curious about the process and had a number of questions, and she was miffed by the fact she was too young to cast a ballot. It was post-vote she asked her mom which candidate she had voted for. Her mom said, I voted for Tolly, and she asked her why. She said, I think he's the best person for the job, and I know him and I like him. Later in the day, when the little girl was one-on-one with her dad, she asked him which candidate got his vote. He said, Clive, and she asked him why. He said, I think he's the best person for the job, and I know him and I like him. And the little girl said, that's exactly what mom said, except she voted for Tolly. I'm Rob Kearney.